Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. worship I've ever seen. I, I, I literally, we used to have a pastor in Tulsa, and every time the kids would get up, he would say, wasn't that magnificent? And I was in college, and I didn't have any kids, and I thought, no, that was terrible. But uh, how many of you know when it's your kids singing, it's always awesome, but that was actually awesome for everybody. So I, that was just so precious. I loved it. I turned around, and, and a sweet girl behind me said, I'm not crying. You're crying, and we were both crying. So I just love that. Man, that was a blessing for everybody. They blessed you today, literally. They gave you a blessing. So receive it, take it, and run with it today. How many of you are glad that it's getting warmer and that it's Mother's Day and we're moving into the summer? How many of you are excited about that today? I want to give you one scripture up front today that I want you to write down, write it in your phone, put it up on your dash, put it on your um, refrigerator, wherever you look, whatever you look at the most, I want you to write this scripture down because I think it's really, really, really encouraging whether you're a mom, a foster mom, a stepmom, a mom that's still believing for your babies to get here to earth. If you're a father, if you are a brother, if you are an uncle, you don't have to have any kind of title to take this scripture home today. And so I want you to um, turn with me to Deuteronomy 26, 11 today. Deuteronomy 26, 11. And I want you to write it down, take it, highlight it, and believe God for it says, when you have finished laying aside all, uh, uh, I'm sorry, so you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. So basically it's saying rejoice for every single thing that God has put in your life today. How many of you need to be reminded to just rejoice for the things that you have in front of you? A lot of times it's easy for us to look back and wish that we had something else, to look at our house and wish that it looked different, to look at our kids and wish we had different ones, to look at our, our marriage and wish that it was different, to look at all of the circumstances around us. But the Bible says, look at what is in front of you, what God has given to you, and I want you to rejoice today in everything that God has chosen to place in your life. And then it says, not just that, but every single person, a Levite or a stranger, it's talking about all the people that might visit or come around, be reminded to rejoice, not just in yourself, but with each other. Every single time that you get a chance, rejoice with your neighbors about who God has placed in your life and what he has given to you. Every single 
single time you're with your friends, take a moment to rejoice about something great that the Lord, your God, has given to you. How many of you can think of one thing today that you can rejoice about that the Lord, your God, has given to you? If you woke up this morning and you're breathing, it's time to rejoice for what the Lord, your God, has given to you. If you live in America, it might be the worst year we've had, but it's the best all over, and we're going to rejoice in what God has given to us and the place he's given to us to live. We're going to rejoice in what house God has given us to live in. We're going to rejoice in the marriage that God has given us. We're going to have a heart of gratefulness. That's what Christians look like. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We mourn with those who mourn. And in that place, God grows our faith. He grows our life. He grows our relationships. A grateful heart is a uh, is a heart that God is allowed to intervene in. Amen? Amen. So we'll just start it off like that today. I am going to talk to you today on this Mother's Day. I have the privilege and the honor of speaking to all of the campuses at one time. We all welcome every campus today with us. Man, I'm grateful. Will you please rejoice today in the faith and sacrificial giving that we just saw a video that was rejoicing in what we have all committed to do for the next generation, for those who are to come, for every church that will be planted through our network, through everything that God has given to us. Is that not an incredible joining of our faith as brothers and sisters in Christ? I'm telling you, Brian and I, last week, we just wept as God was so faithful to move on the hearts of every single one of us. What we can't do separately, we can do something incredible together. And so thank you guys for being here, for being ready to hear the word, and not just being hearers of the word but being doers of the word. I believe we've already been a part of two campuses planted during the year of COVID, and I believe that God is gonna give us multiple campuses this year that we can give to the glory of God and collect more people for the kingdom of God. I wanna talk to you today about warrior women. I think I could go a little more gentle for Mother's Day, but I chose not to because it's just not really my vibe right now, so I'm gonna go for it. I, I wanna talk to you about some of the women in the Bible that were so incredibly used by God for his purposes, for his plan, so that the kingdom of God could advance. And the reason that I love these women is because I hope to be one of these women. I hope to not just be one of these women, but I hope to lead an army of women into becoming one of these women. And as we rejoice and we really celebrate women today, God is going to use this message to encourage your heart and to t tell you what you need to know. Just this year, I heard the voice of God say to me, as I looked through my children go through something tough, I looked in their eyes and I saw no fear. They were not shaken. They were not moved. And I was confused because to be honest, if I was their age, I probably would have been shaken. I probably would have been confused. I probably would have been a little bit scared. And my children showed no signs of this. And as I looked in their faces, God spoke to me. 
And he said, don't ever feel sorry for your children. They were born for such a time as this. I have created them, equipped them, filled them, given them everything they need for this life and this godliness. I did not equip them to live in 1981 because they weren't going to live in 1981. But your children have what it takes to serve God in 2021. And that was so encouraging to me because it helped my heart be lifted. It helped me understand that if my children are called for such a time as this, that I also am called for such a time as this. Because God never gives us something that we cannot pour ourselves into. He never asks us for things that we don't have to offer to him. He is a good God. And if he's given my children for such a time as this, then he has given me the skills to mother through such a time as this. That means that I am equipped. You are equipped. We are equipped for every good work that the Lord our God puts in front of us. Today, I want to take you through three women that I specifically want to honor today from Scripture and show you why their lives mattered in the grand scheme of things. Will you do that with me today? Everyone say it with me. Say, warrior women. Warrior women. What kind of women are we going to be? What kind of women will his church be known for? Who will we reach? Who will we raise? Who will we teach? These are all very good questions. I believe that we are raising warrior women, God women that fight the good fight of faith and win. And today I want to talk to you about three that came up in scripture in my heart as I studied for today. I want to highlight them and really honor them as symbols and as examples of who we can be. Will you turn with me? This is my first time ever in my entire ministry. I think I've been in 21 or 22 years now. And I have never, that I remember, preached out of the book of Esther. So let's honor Esther today. Sound good? Esther chapter 4. And verse 14. Esther chapter 4 and verse 14 says this. I'm sorry, let's start in verse 13 today. And Mordecai, so he's speaking to Esther. He's encouraging her. I'll give you a little preface in case you don't know this story. Most of you do. But Esther was brought in. The king had gotten rid of one of his wives. We won't talk about the day, that today. It's a little gruesome. And he had taken another wife, and she was Esther. And they had her on a perpetual spa day. They were softening her skin and beautifying everything about her, her hair. She was being covered in oils and, and, and perfumes and beautiful things, and she was being fixed up. And they already say that Esther was one of the top five women in the, war, in, in the history of the world as far as beauty is concerned. T top five most beautiful women that have ever hit planet Earth. Isn't that something? And here comes a decree to destroy the people of God. And Esther finds herself as one of the people of God 
in the king's palace and yet not able to enter in for fear that she might be beheaded because she hadn't been called for. And in that day, the king had to take his scepter and reach it in and push it out to you when you walked in the room. If he did not extend his scepter, the, the rule was that you were instantly killed. So Esther, it wasn't like modern day America where we can just walk in and talk to our husbands anytime we want. Some of you men wish you had a golden scepter. I know you do. You can laugh. That's funny. Women will get over it today. I mean, this man had some power. And I, sometimes, don't you wish that you could get your wife to quit telling you what she wanted to tell you? There's been a few times in my marriage that Brian has looked at me and said, that is enough. And it was probably like two years overdue by that time. So I let him have it. And uh, we walked on. But this guy, he didn't have to see or talk to anybody unless he wanted to. And Esther knew good and well that he would do something about it because he had been known to get rid of wives. If you know that this man is serious about this and there's a problem with your people and you know that just going before him, walking in the room, much less saying anything, could end your life, you have to decide whether or not you're going to be a warrior woman. And so her family member, Mordecai, was talking to her, and he says in verse 13, and Mordecai told them to answer Esther. He's sending her a message saying, do something. Ask for us. Come on, petition him. And he says, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace and any more than all of the other Jews for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise. And your father's house, uh, I'm sorry, will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Mordecai is letting her know you need to stand up. You need to be courageous. We need a warrior for our people. So don't get it twisted. Don't get confused, Esther. Just because you're on a perpetual spa day right now does not exclude you from fighting for the people of God. I'm asking for your time. I'm asking for your bravery. I'm asking for your heart. I am asking, Esther, for your courage. Will you stand for the people of God today? And he says, if you don't, somebody else will. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Those are the words that God used for my children just a few months ago. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days. Night or day, my maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. A warrior woman who decided to do something lest she did nothing. Someone with enough courage to stand in the evil day and give God what she had in her hand, which was influence. Her beauty made room for her, but her heart 
did what it was supposed to do in the time of need. God knew that Esther's heart was turned towards him and he decided to use her for a mighty thing in the kingdom of God. Do you know God knows that your heart is turned towards him? He can see your heart. Sin is a heart issue. Our lives flow from our heart. Everything that we see in this world is a symptom of one place and it's a symptom of what's going on inside of us. God is looking for warrior women whose hearts are turned towards him. He searches the earth for them today. And I want you to know that if your heart is turned towards God and you have a courageous spirit, there is absolutely nothing that God can't use you to do. Some of you are like, Jesse, I am just potty training right now. That's right, you need courage. Some of you are looking at me and saying, I'm entering into the season of teenagers. I do not know how to handle this. But you do know because the greater is he that lives in you than he that is in the world. You have Jesus living on the inside of you. You have exactly what it takes to raise those teenagers. And if you don't know, there's someone around you that does know that can give you wisdom from the word of God. There are women that have raised teenagers and done it well. Find them, petition them, look for them, be courageous courageous enough to step up and say, I need help right now. I have a heart that is turned towards God. I want to raise children that are turned towards God. And I need more information. I need more courage. I need more help from heaven. I need more advice. I need more, God. I need more. God will deliver to you what you need for today's battle. Whatever that battle is, you're about to become an empty nester. You're already in the season of grown children and trying to be the grandmother you're supposed to be. Maybe you're believing God for children right now and you're saying, God, I need courage to fight this fight of faith today. Well, guess what? Courage runs in our family. I want you to say that with me today. Turn to your neighbor and say, courage runs in our family. You say, Jesse, not in my family. My, fa- my family, we're all cowards. We're afraid. We're fearful. No, you're not. God brought you into the family of God. And you're also a part of his church. And if there is one thing that marks this church, it is prayer and courage. We are going to pray and we are going to stand up in faith and be courageous in the time of battle. God is going to use us as a tribe of people that march across this land and stand for God in the evil day. There is no weak one amongst us. We confess that all of the time over this church. We don't have weak ones amongst us. God is strengthening you. He is empowering you. Every single time that you sit under the word of God and you give yourself to the teaching of the word, you are being strengthened in your inner man. Do you know that God has a plan for you? It is a plan for good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. If you're going to have a hope and a future today, you better have courage. And we are marked with courage at his church. Turn to your neighbor again and tell them, It runs in our family. Go ahead and tell somebody today. I'm going to need some help right here in Owensboro, Kentucky. I'm going to need some help in Amarillo, Texas. I'm going to need some help in Dumas. How many of you love Pastor Frank and you enjoyed him? (laughs) And I am going to need some help today from Henderson. 
come screaming all the way in Owensboro this morning. Come on, Owensboro, help me out here. I want you to say it again with me as loud as you can. It runs in our family. Come on, say it with me. It runs in our family. That's right. Esther said, if I perish, I perish, but I'll leave this earth serving God. I love her. I want to tell you about another woman today that honestly is probably my favorite woman in Scripture. It's not a common passage that you would normally use on Mother's Day, but I had to mention her today because she's my favorite woman in Scripture. I don't know that she was a mother, but if I had to guess, I would say she had some nurturing skills that were incredible. Will you turn with me today to Judges 4 and verse 14? I'm going to read it because I love, love, love this woman. She is a warrior woman, and I love every minute of it. In verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 14, Then Deborah, a woman, said to Barak, a leader of the army, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his armies with the edge of the sword before Barak. And Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Heroshbeth. I'm not even going to try. And all of the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. However... Everybody say, however. Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael. And the wife of Heber, the Kenite, for there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, and the, uh, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, turn aside. Now this was an enemy of the people of God. She was from a tribe that was friendly with him. But little did he know that she was a warrior woman. She had guts beyond anything imaginable. Nerves of steel this girl had. She says, turn aside. Come on in here. You look tired. Wow, I really think you should come on into my tent and take a little rest all the while she knew she was going to work from, uh, for God. Turn aside, my Lord. Turn aside to me. Do not fear. If a woman ever says, it's okay, come here. You don't have to be afraid. Worry. <laughs> it was not a good situation, and he was naive enough to fall for it. She was ready to do her job for God. I think it's incredible. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, This is where the nurturing skills came in. She just covered him with a blanket. Then he said to her, please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a jug of milk. When the women get the milk out, run. She's comforting him, soothing him, calming him, lulling him to sleep 
And all the while knowing that God is going to use her, she gave him to drink and she covered him. And he said to her, stand at the door of the tent. And if any man comes and inquires of you and says, is there a man here? You shall say no. She's thinking, we're not going to need a man for this job. I can tell him no. I'll send him away. It's not a big deal. This girl's got courage. I'm ready to war for Jesus. Then J.L., Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. Oh, dear, woman and tools. It's getting crazy in here. And went softly to him and drove that peg into his temple. Now, this man had fought all day long. Days and days and days he had fought for God. He was a mighty warrior general. He was fighting against the armies of God. And for all intents and purposes, it looked like he had made it to a safe place amongst a safe tribe. Listen, the devil is safe nowhere when warrior women show up. The devil has no power to do anything or attach anything to your household when you're a warrior woman for God. The devil has no power in heaven or in earth to attack the people of God whenever there are warrior women standing up for Jesus. And I want you to know something today. I see you all around. I've seen you fight this year. I've seen you not give up. I've seen you educate children. I've seen you fight for your families. I've seen you refuse to have fear in the face of a pandemic. I've seen you refuse to have fear in the face of adversity. I have seen loyalty rise in your heart this year. I've seen joy rise in you as you've worked on your family systems. I've seen God rise in you as the country has crumbled. The women of God have gotten stronger. I see people, women all around me war your women. I hear your testimonies of faith. I experience them with you as I hear the joy in your voice. I know that God has a plan for you. I know that you are connected to him, and I know that your heart is bent to serve him. And I'm just a human. So if I have experienced that, What do you think God's heart feels like today? In the presence of warrior women, God is like, here are my girls. Let me deliver to you what you need, your daily bread. You see, you don't know how much God loves you today. You don't know that if you'll just ask him for your daily bread, that he'll deliver it to your doorstep. That if you will have your heart leaning towards God, nothing is impossible for you. I want you to know today that no matter how bad you think you messed up yesterday, today you woke up to mercy. Today you woke up to grace. His mercies are new every single morning And there is no place in my life that I'm more grateful for that than in my parenting. His mercy is new every morning. His mercy is new this morning. Be encouraged today. God is so incredibly moved by the faith of the women and the men, the people, the families of faith that dwell in this house. 
I hear God talk about you. I hear him remind me to pray for you. I hear whenever I look at something on social media or I look at someone in the face or I go to lunch with someone or I'm in an airport and I'm reminded that person looks like so-and-so. In every aspect of my life, God continually reminds me of the warrior women that we are surrounded by in our campuses. Everywhere that we are, we are making a difference for the kingdom of God. Every place that your foot treads, God has given you authority. JL knew her authority. She knew the enemy of the people of God, and she was not willing to sit back and do nothing. She took care of business. She was a warrior woman. Now, this third is actually a group of women that are referred to in Scripture in Luke chapter 8 and verse 1. And I think it's incredible to watch as Jesus comes on the scene. As we move out of the Old Testament and into the New Testament, we see Jesus come on the scene. And Jesus comes into the world through a warrior woman. Who can ignore Mary? From the day he enters the earth, he is surrounded by warrior women that help bring him in to the earth. There's nothing more beautiful to me than watching a child be born into this earth and a mom become a mother. It's a special time. It is a holy time. It is a miraculous time. And in this moment that they already knew who Jesus was, fully God, fully man. Joseph is waiting outside and he already knows that this child is not his child, but that he will raise it as his own. He chooses to trust God. Mary is there. She gives birth to the son of God. After never knowing a man, she does this incredible work for God that he has specifically chosen her for as a warrior. But as he enters the earth, she is surrounded by women of faith and women that believe that he has come to the earth for such a time as this. As Jesus continues growing, he's surrounded by women of faith that believe what Mary said, that believe Joseph's story, that choose to believe through his whole journey. And as he enters into his ministry, pushed by his mother, as he turns the water of, uh, of that day into wine for the party that he's about to have and becomes the God of the good time, the God of the celebration, the God of wine, he comes into our world and he begins miracles. And that very day, God had chosen women all around to begin to take notice of this mighty, mighty person that was fully God and fully man that would end up giving his life, shedding his blood. And because of it, even this many years later, over 2,000 years later, you and I would know him. We would have personal relationship with him. He would still meet with us any time that we reach out to him and speak to him. He would touch our lives, save our souls, really gather our families and pour his blood out as we receive him as our savior. But these women were the warrior women that were the example of that kind of faith. And they received Jesus to this earth and they followed after him as he ministered to them. Just watched a scene the other day from the show Chosen. If you have not watched Chosen, please do so. It is an incredible, incredible, histo very historically accurate 
portraying of, of the, the, all of these stories. And in the first uh, episode, Mary Magdalene is delivered of the demons that uh, totally possess her and change her life. And she has nothing because she is totally consumed by the devil. And Jesus comes and he ministers deliverance to her. And we see her in this passage. And so I just think it's incredible that God doesn't just take perfect women and make them warrior women. He takes consumed women and makes them warrior women. He takes distracted women and makes them warrior women. He takes weak women and he makes them strong women. He, he takes angry women and he makes them joyful women. And God and God alone is the only one that could do what we see here. So in Luke 8 verse 1, it says, soon afterward, he went on through the cities and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. God takes broken women and makes them healed. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, and Herod, uh, who was Herod's household manager. And Susanna, and many, many others, who provided for them, the twelve, out of their means. These women had taken on the duty of serving and providing for Jesus' earthly ministry. And even into the day that Jesus gave his life and that blood poured from the cross of Calvary, those women stood by his side. We see it recorded that they were still there. When the, when the 11 others disappeared and there was only one man left, there were still multiple women. Listen, this church is a man church. We love men. But today is a woman's day. And I want to encourage you today that if you're a woman and your heart is bent towards the Lord, God can use you in a mighty, mighty way. Listen, we talk about men being strong, courageous, battle-hardened, ready to go. We talk about men being strong. We talk about men of faith. And today I want to tell you that women, you are not left out of this. God is looking for you to be faithful. God is actually expectant of these women to continue to serve him because he's seen what women do when they gather up and go, listen, you think women just go to the bathroom together. We change the world in that bathroom. <laughs> you can't stop a good group of women. When they befriend other good women, other warrior women, things change. When they pray together, the earth is moved. When they believe God together, miracles come to pass. When they befriend one another, lives are changed. When they help each other raise their children, children's lives are changed. When they don't judge, but they encourage, everyone's life is changed. And today, I wanna thank you all across this church for the warrior women of God that are raising the next generation of faith that will go out and change the world. Can you give them a hand clap today? Give yourself a hand clap. I 
don't want you to leave today with just a flower, a bag, a gift, someone saying Happy Mother's Day. I don't want you to leave today feeling guilty about something that happened yesterday. I want you to leave today encouraged that God has created you and your children and your husband and your family and everyone around you for such a time as this. Will you stand up on your feet with me this morning? Go ahead and stand up and say, I was created. Everyone in the room, I was created for such a time as this. Father, right now, I bless your girls. I bless your girls today. I'm just going to leave you with the same blessing that the kids left you with today. May his favor be upon you in a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children, and their children. Amen. 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 Father, I say that they are the head, never the tail, above only, never beneath. Their cupboards are filled with plenty. They have an abundance for every good work. And every single thing that they touch, it prospers, it pushes forward, it succeeds, and it achieves, especially their children today, God. We bless them in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.